uh, welcome to the City of Iowa City Work Session for April 18th, 2023. And our first agenda item is a consultation with the Planning and Zoning Commission regarding JJR Davis second edition and JJR Davis fourth edition rezoning. So I wanna welcome our PNZ commissioners. Um, and I'll just have you go around and just state your name uh, for the record. Billy Townsend. Mike Hench. Maggie Elliott. Susan Craig. Chad Wade. Chad Wade. All right, welcome to all of you. Super uh, happy that you were able to make it here with us today. As you know, our last meeting, council had a discussion. Well, this was on our uh, formal agenda. And before I can close public, uh, do the closing of the public comment, um, I asked the question to council if they were inclined to vote with PNZ. And at that time, um, they were not inclined to vote with Clint, uh, PNZ, the majority of council, which allowed us to get to this opportunity to talk to you all today. So uh, typically, I think we just ask our PNZ to open up with some words and then we'll go from there. I'll just go ahead and start. Um, as I know you're aware, the Planning and Zoning Commission's vote was unanimous in approval of the application. Our function is to ensure that the comprehensive plan is followed, that the zoning ordinances are followed, and the zoning rezoning is in the best interest of the city. And those are the three criteria we looked at, and unanimously we agreed that they were. As you're well aware, this, this land has been rezoned several times in the past. It was only several years ago. It, it was uh, formally zoned. So this what this is really doing is just returning it to its former zoning. One thing that's very difficult about this is that, um, part of the family is opposed to this rezoning and part of the family are the applicants for this rezoning. So it puts us in a very difficult and uncomfortable position. So I just think that needs to be acknowledged. <clears throat> The current use of the land when you go out and drive there, and of course the vista is spectacular, it's a great view. But when you drive out there, you see the land currently is used as residential. It's in agriculture production. There's row crops that are planted there, and it's mowed turf. Um, I, don't, I don't see any signs of habitat or wildlife areas being developed. So I noticed in some of the letters that were submitted that was an argument, but it's not currently being done anyway. One con uh, another concern was about um, the lighting. It certainly is a valid thing, but in our ordinances we have currently, downcast lighting is required. And the council can, uh, as a condition to the rezoning, can make it more stringent for downcast lighting to eliminate even more of that possibility so that someday in the future, because keep in mind, there's no agreement with the city that this will ever become a park, my understanding is. And, since it's going through the children and then the grandchildren, we could be talking decades before this happens. <clears throat> then the other area to, it cons to consider is, is it consistent with the area, the uses in the area? And it certainly is because there's intensive commercial to, well, everybody knows what's in that area. So everything to the east and to the north, there's the airport there. And so this rezoning for intensive commercial certainly makes it consistent with the neighborhood and consistent with the, the uses that would necessarily, that would be forecast to be around an airport to support an airport, airport operation. So me as one person who voted for this, I think it was a pretty easy vote for me. 
Um, I think it's returning it to its former zoning. I don't even see this as a particular difficult vote. I thought it was pretty straightforward. And that's just looking at, I understand you have to look at things politically. We just look at it strictly what our charge is. But through our charge, I thought it was pretty straightforward. And I voted for the rezoning last time, and I supported it again this time. Because I've been on the commission long enough now that we've had this, we've re rezoned this a couple of times, and we've heard the same argument um, from people both times. But the previous rezoning was approved by planning and zoning and was approved by city council. So thank you very much. Billy? Well, and of course, I couldn't see a reason not to vote for it because of the location. Um, you're right by the airport. Uh, the only commercial property that's there is pit printing. Um, I just I just couldn't see any reason not to have other uh, commercial uh, properties in that area. Um, it seems like a waste of space since there's no no homes in that area on that land. Following up on Billy, I would say that um, since there is no development since PIP went in in 2007 and it was rezoned to CO1, so leaving it as it is leaves the land undeveloped, uh, not undeveloped, but underdeveloped. Um, so. I mean, it was an it was a unanimous vote from from the PNZ Commission, and I agree with everything that's been said here. It just seems it, it was not a hard vote for me either. It just makes sense. The land was one way. It got rezoned, hoping for a development to happen. Development did not happen. Here's an opportunity to put it back the way it was and have development in the city of Iowa City, which seems like a good thing to me. Um, I think you can, you know, I understand the concern about the lighting uh, and what may potentially someday be a public space that Iowa City residents and others can go to, but the land is never going to be owned by the city of Iowa City, and all of that land was owned by one family, and as Mike said, some of them chose to sell land and some of them have chosen not to up to this point. But I, I it just, it makes, it was an easy vote. Um, in addition to what uh, other fellow chair people have expressed, um, I mean, I, I understood the stewardship of the land with the being family ground, um, but being out there, um, it does have great views, but also there is a, a drastic elevation change between the piece of ground that's getting uh, requested to be rezoned versus the surrounding area, with the surrounding area being a higher elevation versus this, uh, this piece. So uh, considering the use, the neighborhood, uh, businesses across the street, it seemed to make the best sense and an opportunity to make it, um, to develop it into something. Thanks to all of you. As you uh, may know, I did not close the public hearing, so we'll be hearing from more of the public tonight uh, on this matter. Um, council can certainly um, ask any questions of PNZ. I would just advise you um, to maybe allow for the public to come forth before you state your final positions. If anyone has any questions for our commissioners, now will be the opportunity to do it. 
I know that it's in the paper. Sorry. Um, I know that it is uh, in our memos, but can you repeat, as you started off, it was very helpful, the, the three considerations that you had? Um, our obligation is planning zoning commission because we don't look at things politically. That's your Correct. folks' responsibility. So ours is, is this consistent with the comprehensive plan that's been approved by um, planning and zoning and city council previously, which includes the, the, the sub-district plans, the district plans. Then is this rezoning application consistent with the zoning ordinances as they, as they are? And then lastly, is this in the best interest of the city, of, of the city as in toto? Um, almost every rezoning, neighbors, been doing this for eight years, and almost always the neighbors are opposed to it because it's a change. They're not, this is not, no one wants a change in their life. So you always have to look at, is this better for the city? So those are the three criteria we use. Thank you. Mike, you had mentioned that um, you had heard these same arguments before, and this has come before yes. you when you were seated on the commission twice. W what specifically was that rezoning? Was it a other adjacent ground or when it went to? It was the same parcel of land. Okay. And uh, it's it's been rezoned several times. Mm -hmm. So you know, we changed it to commercial office. And now it's going back to commercial, intensive commercial, intensive commercial, because now there are more categories of permissible and um, possible uses under commercial, intensive commercial. Can you just speak to the, the arguments that you were referencing that you would have heard at that first, the rezoning uh, at that uh, point? They were pretty much the same and, and absolutely sympathetic to them that once upon uh, that are, that once in, in the future, we're hoping that this will become a city park. Um, it's already been to the Iowa Natural Heritage Trust. I don't know if I have that right, the title, close enough. But that's um, going to be who possesses the land. That eventually will become um, a city park, but it could also be a county park or some other kind of park. Um, but it was really the same thing about lighting, about the view, and then about recreational uses for that property in the future. Thank you. And when you talk about the view, the view is going to be out over the airport and over the lowlands by the river. You're not going to be looking behind you, which is the peak of where the street is. The, you know, as Chad said, the elevation, you're, this piece is much lower. I, the slope goes down quite a bit. So. Are you saying the, the principal views are t toward the toward the airport, toward the east? Is that is that what you're? And describing? to the lowlands, you're not you don't you're not going to go down in a hole and look up at <laughs> the street. Um, you're not going to look back that way, which would be to the west and to the west, yeah, and to the north, which is where west and north is where all the development is right now. Does anyone recall any discussion relating to um, what is permitted and was provisional or special exceptions um, for the intensive uh, commercial use? Were there any discussions about what might potentially be there and... Um, staff, in our materials, staff put a great table <laughs> to simplify it for us there Mike has it so he can say uh, and and we're very good about answering just that question for us so 
Because one thing that's always a very strong concern because we feel like we've had a bait and switch or two in the past where somebody will come propose a project with rezoning and we got the understanding that they were gonna follow through with that project when it was rezoned. So now we're always very um, keen to pay attention to that. Anything that's a allowable use under that rezoning could go there, either immediately or sometime in the future. So the intensive commercial is a much more long, a much longer list than the off commercial office. And you all had discussion and there was no um, that's correct. Okay, great. Thanks. I mean, my pick was going to be a restaurant, but, you know, it's yeah. not my property. If, if my memory is correct, the last time we rezoned that a number of years ago, it was going to be for a medical office building or medical warehouse or something for the university. You weren't here yet, Ann, but I, that's what the project proposed was, and then that never came to fruition. And so the concern was about trucks delivering supplies and equipment, and then lighting. Those are some issues brought up um, by the neighbors. I think in this case, like the rough draft was more of kind of your automotive type use, uh, considering the ownership of, of the property. Um, but again, not limited to. Since you have some historical background, I'm wondering, so the proposed, the lot for the proposed change is to the, um, I guess it would be kind of the northwest of the George Dane property. Um, but there are the lots that are to the, more to the south and southwest are already um, commercial intensive. Do you recall when, uh, or does anybody was perhaps on the commission at that time? Uh, when those were changed to commercial intensive one, was there opposition to that at that time? Or is that too far back? I think that's too far back. Okay. I've been on the longest and I don't have any knowledge of that. I mean, it makes sense. It's a very commercial part of town. I mean, it is all commercial right in there. Any final comment from commissioners or council? Well, I want to thank you all for spending your early evening with us and I wish you a great evening. Thanks right. for coming. Thank you very much and yes. thank you for serving the citizens of Iowa City. Sometimes I'm sure you're not told thank you and it feels kind of <laughs> painful sometimes. So we do appreciate what you do. Thank you and we appreciate what you all do. That's we know that that is heart work, not hard work, but heart work. Thank you. And I hope we've answered the questions that you had. So. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I am going to recess our work session. At this time, we will come back to it um, uh, a little later.
Uh, I'm going to transition us to the City of Iowa City Special Executive Session on April 18, 2023. And I'm going to call this meeting to order. Roll call, please. Alter? Here. Burgess? Here. Dunn? Here. Harmson? Here. Taylor? Here. Teague? Here. Thomas? Here. All right. And item number two is purchase or sell of real estate. Can I get a motion to adjourn to executive session to discuss the purchase or sell of particular real estate where a premature disclosure could be reasonably expected to increase the price the governmental body would have to pay for that property or reduce the price the governmental body would receive for that property? The minutes and tape recording of a session closed under this paragraph shall be available for public examination when the transaction discussed is complete. Can I get a motion to adjourn? So moved, Taylor. Second, Alter. All right. Roll call, please. Done. Here. Har yes. Uh, sorry. That's all right. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Motion passes 7 to 0. We will uh, um, we'll be back in a little bit. All right, the council is returning from a closed session back to open uh, session. We were in executive session. We're at item number three, which is adjournment. Could I get a motion to adjourn, please? So moved, Burgess. Second, alter. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed, motion passes seven to zero. We're gonna return back to our work session for April 18th, 2023. We had to a recess. We are on to item number two, which is clarification of agenda items. to item number three, which is information packet, April 6th. I just note IP2, which is the deer management um, annual report, I guess, if that's correct. Um, and just, again, we've gotten several comments recently about the proliferation of deer in our community. So reminding folks that we are prohibited from sharpshooting or really kind of trying to limit the deer population in any proactive way. Um, but I didn't know if staff had any updates. I feel like every time we talk about this, it's, what can we do? Where are we at? We got two more years on this? Uh, one more, one is more that year? correct? Okay. So we'll be meeting internally uh, this this summer to, to think about our next application to the state. and. Uh, hopefully working cooperatively with, with them on, on a, um, another five-year plan that will help us get in front of the deer population a little bit. But as it stands right now, we're doing one more year of, of bow hunting next year and hope to build on the success we had this year. We did increase quite a bit, not enough to uh, meet our population control goals, but we, we did have some success in boosting our bow hunting numbers this year.
Moving on to information packet April 13th. I would just highlight the um, IP5, the memo relating to um, residential development and the lack of um, supply, I guess. I was going to say, it's fairly alarming. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think the takeaway is just for us to really keep that in mind when we're looking at opportunities for adding supply. Sometimes I think we as a council don't have a lot of control over that. It's kind of what the developers bring to us, and I would just encourage them to keep these, this data in mind, too, and, and bring those things to us. Just actually, I have a question for staff. Is there, are there any additional thoughts or takeaways that we should have in mind out in, in addition to the, the memo, what the memo outlines? Um, no, I, I think the memo does a good job of, of summarizing it, and you're right. We don't always have control. We have, we have some significant areas in town in which we are fully prepared from an infrastructure standpoint to serve more, uh, but you may have landowners that just aren't ready to sell, right? Um, so some of it's within our control and some of it's not, and it does ebb and flow, as you can see in some of those uh, um, historical charts. Um, but we also, when you do get proposals in front of you, you have to kind of balance that need for supply uh, versus some of the other things that came up, which may be neighborhood objections, design, housing mix, you know, in the pursuit of perfection, sometimes we can uh, sometimes look past those supply issues and, and those are, um, that's a critical balance to, to keep in mind. And then just that reminder, I think the memo does a good job of talking about this. We are in a regional housing market and um, uh, people do have choices outside of Iowa City. So if we're not encouraging that supply and embracing that supply in the way we want to see our community development, we just have to know that that demand is going to find uh, paths in other communities. Thank you. Mayor, on IP4, the pending work session topics, um, a couple of things. Just wondering about like timing of getting things on future work session agendas on the one relating to opportunities to utilize the Crandick right-of-way um, I know we got uh, Responses to the RFP for a study that the MPO uh, RFP that the MPO put out so maybe I don't know if staff can kind of keep an eye on that and see when we might be able to get even a really brief update on how those came back um, sure or if that's something that should just be at MPO and we can talk about it there and report out, that would be fine too. But just flagging that as maybe something upcoming. Sure. And yeah, I, I think you can, because you're on the MPO, mm -hmm. you can give us an update and then certainly if you feel like it's something we need to discuss as a body, okay. then we can make that determination at that time. Great. A couple of things, just so you know where staff's mind is on, on pending, a couple of things we're really working to try to get in front of you in the next month or two would be the zero fare um, scenarios. Uh, ideally, we're going to try to get that to you in your second meeting in May. We'll have to kind of see if we can pull everything together. Um, the other one that I think uh, um, 
would be good uh, just in terms of allowing staff to proceed with a pretty pretty big effort is on under uh, other the under the other topics category excuse me the lead uh, private water service line replacement we'd like to present to you on that issue and talk about um, some proposals for strategies to uh, mitigate private um, Water, lead, uh, water service lines that may contain lead in our community. So those are a couple of the bigger ones that we're trying to frame up for you. Um, of course, you, you can prioritize as you, um, as you see fit too. The only other one I wanted to ask about as far as timing was um, after our budget discussion last meeting, talking about the plan to restructure the police and bringing that back to the forefront. I don't know when mm -hmm. folks are willing to have that conversation. Yep. Certainly we plan to figure out our next couple of work sessions. This one, of course, was filled, as you know, but we'll yeah. make sure that we um, kind of have that and have some presentation Great. from information gathered from staff before we bring that. Excellent, thank you. All right, any other items from April 13th? I just wanted to bring up um, IP6, which was the um, result of the uh, survey and the work that Latasha Deloach did on the Senior Center. And um, just to say uh, what an amazing, uh, Gathering of information and to to make it so digestible was um, is much appreciated and uh, I thank everybody for for taking the time to respond and uh, make their voices heard. Great. I think it's very interesting. All right, we're going to move on to item number four which is the University of Iowa Student Government Updates. Hi, Council. Hello. Um, we have a, a little statement we kind of prepared here uh, about something going on here. So I'm not sure how informed you all are on the current speaker coming to the university tomorrow evening. Uh, his name is Matt Walsh and is a self-proclaimed theocratic fascist via his Twitter bio, speaking on behalf of Young Americans for Freedom. Uh, we figured you would probably hear about this either through the Daily Iowan or the Gazette or anyone like that. Um, Multiple groups across campus, including the University Democrats, Student Advocates for Planned Parenthood, Mock Trial, and many, many more, uh, have launched numerous statements against his appearance and condemning it as hate speech. Uh, UI Pride House is also hosting various events surrounding transgender rights throughout the week. Uh, USG is planning to release a statement uh, here in the near future. Uh, otherwise, the undergraduate student government follows in tandem with the University of Iowa, where hate and prejudice is not accepted on our campus. In lighter news, though, we are having Josh Peck from the Nickelodeon show Drake and Josh come to UIWA tonight, uh, part of the lecture committee. So he is a good speaker coming. And then there will be a, a new deputy city liaison, hopefully by next week. So you guys will meet him probably very soon. So. Just a couple of announcements left here. Uh, last Wednesday, all of USG and other campus partners went to the Iowa Capitol to lobby on behalf of the university. And it was a great event where we could meet our representatives and advocate with the university. 
and then kind of like a final message for me. Uh, I want to express my sincere gratitude to the city council and city staff for the incredible opportunity to serve as the city liaison this past year. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with such a talented and dedicated group of individuals, and together we were able to accomplish some amazing things like Town Hall. I'd love to give acknowledgement to both Noah and Ellie for the great uh, work they've done, and although my time as city liaison is coming to an end, I'm excited to see the work of Noah as the future city liaison, and I have no doubt uh, that he will continue to build upon the progress we have made and make even greater strides in improving the lives of students in our city. Thank you again for the incredible experience. Uh, I have learned so much, and we'll carry these lessons in the future. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, Keaton, we really appreciate you. Today is his last day in this role here at council uh, work session. And so I have a certificate that I would like to give to you, and it states, the City of Iowa City present the Certificate of Appreciation to Keaton Zemet for the thoughtful contributions during the 2022 through 2023 year of service as the City Council Liaison and Alternate uh, liaison from the University of Iowa undergraduate student government and for demonstrating commitment to student participation on this 18th day of April 2023. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's been a pleasure. you so thanks for all that you've done all right we're going to move on to item number five which is council updates on assigned boards commissions and committees hearing none we're going to adjourn uh, until our 6 p.m. formal meeting